Putting the pieces together with Jigsaw Learning focuses on stories from the field as leaders implement collaborative response. Join us every month as we invite our partners to share how they are meeting the diverse needs of students with the integral understanding that every child deserves a team. Welcome back to Putting the Pieces Together with Jigsaw Learning. It is episode 50, and we are both wow. celebrating and having a bittersweet moment because things are starting to shift. So Curtis and Lorna, lead learners and co-founders of Jigsaw Learning. Let's talk about why this is actually going to be the final episode of Putting the Pieces Together. So first of all, I can't believe that we've done 50 of these already. It seems pretty, pretty incredible that we're at number 50. But yes, lots of reasons why uh, we have decided that we're going to end this particular podcast. Yeah. And so when you said bittersweet, Jen, and by yeah. the way, great to see you <laughs> once again here. I think it's the intention of ending this particular podcast series but our intention is to capture the ethos that we've been trying to uh, come towards mm -hmm. in putting the pieces together in uh, some of our other podcast series that we have in place. So for those listeners that do not know, well, this is actually one of four podcasts that we have engaged in in the past and realized it's been really difficult. We had one situation <laughs> where we were filming one and going, Hmm, is this one, Which one best for now? <laughs> this series or for this? And realized, oh my goodness, we need to consolidate. So we're we're shifting down to two podcasts and we'll put into the show notes links to those. The first being leading collaborative response. The second being building a culture of collaboration. We'll talk about both of those momentarily, but it's our intent to be able to, through those two podcasts, really capture what we've been trying to do over 50 episodes of putting the pieces together where we've learned a lot in almost four years that that uh, series has been going. So our timing on this was intentional because this will be the final episode of the year 2023. So opening 2024, everything from this content, this intention of the sharing of stories is going to shift into leading collaborative response. Right. So do you want to talk a little bit about that podcast and how it is also shifting to merge the two together? Yeah. So that was one of the big pieces when we first started this, putting the pieces together. And it's gone through different variations as people will see if you take a look through the episode listing. But one of the keys was how could we bring on individuals that are engaging in effective practices within their school, specifically mm -hmm. looking at collaborative response as an overall framework, because we know when we engage in those conversations, there's so much learning and so much wisdom that comes from those that are implementing the work. And that was one of our intentions was how could we bring that to a much larger audience? We know that idea that, you know, something that just does not seem that remarkable to me for another person that may be exactly what they need to hear at that point in time so with that being the intent of putting the pieces together we are going to in our leading collaborative response 
have opportunities where Lorna and I can share insights that we are engaging in through our learning, but bringing in partners through that podcast to share what it is that they're doing. How does it, how does the work look like within their own organization and what kind of advice and lessons learned could they share out with the larger community? We're really excited actually to merge into that uh, space for us. Mm -hmm. And this goes to the very nature of of implementing collaborative response is that uh, it it is very unique that the experience of implementing is very unique to each context. And so we want to be able to um, access the expertise of all the people who are trying to make that work for them and what does it look like. So really being able to continue along with that idea of capturing stories of schools as they implement collaborative response. And that's gonna happen through our leading collaborative response podcast. So then the second, which is building a culture of collaboration, we know that there is a ton of learning and insight that can come in relation to building effective teams, organizing high impact collaboration within an organization, whether it's in a school or in other industries potentially. And we know that there is a wealth of expertise that we can be leveraging to be able to help inform how do you build that solid culture of collaboration, which is integral to the work that we're so passionate about, which is collaborative response. So our intention was through that podcast is to be able to share some insights to a broader audience, but then also to bring in thought leaders to share what is it that they know and understand about building effective teams. So who, who it, may or may not be in the education field. Right. So essentially putting the pieces together as a podcast, again, if you take a look at the episode index, was really trying to capture little bits of everything at the time where we've learned so much through that podcast and others that consolidating down into those two series, I think is going to be really exciting for um, any of our, our listeners and viewers moving forward. And there's a little irony in this, <laughs> in that we often talk to schools about don't try to do too much all at once, <laughs> but be, you know, narrow it down to a focus and really mm -hmm. tune into that focus. And so really we are taking our own advice at this time. <laughs> Taking your own advice in terms of narrowing the focus around collaborative response, but also listening to the feedback that you've been receiving, because like the why of collaborative response was very intentional about, you know, why we do things in collaborative response. And the feedback that you were getting around that was actually that applies beyond the school context that could yeah. apply in business organizations of any shape or size, nonprofit organizations of any shape and size. So to see that podcast also be merging in to that building a culture of collaboration, the expertise that, that you two have and the wisdom that you have to share, and then the bringing in the partners who reinforce, you know, the, the highlights that, that we've been through over time has been absolutely incredible to be a part of. Also, I think, again, if you take a look through the episode index, the focus of our Putting the Pieces Together podcast, it shifted and changed during COVID. It was so important that we just find ways to be able to connect and share out. And I mean, at that time, we had 
multiple learning associates who would come in and share how do you engage in an online environment? How do you create behavior supports uh, for students to support as as best we could supporting in any which way that we we can. So I I really like how as we move forward, the focus is going to really speak to um, some clear audiences that we hope will will benefit from the work. So while putting the pieces together has been an opportunity to showcase those learning associates and their passion for collaborative response, but really in their areas of expertise, we know that some of them have gone off on their own now to continue to pursue those areas of expertise Mm -hmm. as the whole company itself has come in and honed in around collaborative response. Mm -hmm. But what would you say for listeners who've maybe listened to all 50 of our episodes or for those that have maybe only just joined us as an audience and we're hoping to shift over to leading collaborative response. What would you say are some of the key learnings that we've had over time? Well, I think to start with this, Jen, um, we've talked about collaborative response. And if there's any audience members that are not aware, let's ensure in the show notes and YouTube description that we put a link to a free article that um, provides an overview of collaborative response. It really is a overall mindset that we establish within organizations to really maximize the collective capacity that we have in order to best respond to the needs of all students throughout the school or throughout the system. So we'll put that in. To come back to your your question around what have been some of the key learnings, I think one of the one ahas for us has been the power of story and the power of being able to learn from one another who are engaging through really complex work. Mm. And what does that look like? What are the celebrations? But then importantly, what are the challenges that have been experienced? How have you dealt with that? We know that in complex work like collaborative response or any initiative where you're trying to make meaningful change to ensure optimal success, it's never a straight line. It's never a linear path. It's filled with ups, downs, um, <laughs> celebrations and successes, moments of implementation dip. And I think the stories have really helped connect and reinforce that um, everyone's path is going to be slightly different, but there's so much learning that can come from the experiences of others. We have learned so much through people's stories too. Mm -hmm. And as they share their questions and their ideas and their thinking, then it helps to solidify uh, the work that we're doing, but also sometimes helps us to grow and expand our thinking around certain areas. So we just so much appreciate those, uh, the opportunity to learn from others through those those stories that are told as well. The other part that, and you've heard us say this a million times, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it is that concept around ready, fire, aim, and that, you know, we jumped onto the idea during COVID about, you know, how do we uh, continue our learning, continue our support with partners through, you know, podcasts, how, what are, the number of ways that we could mm-hmm. continue that learning together. And uh, so we just jumped in 
And we created four podcasts <laughs> because they each had different purposes, as Curtis had shared earlier. And uh, and now it's time for us to aim. And so we're backing into those two and, and uh, shaping those two podcasts and really being uh, definitive about what's the content that's going to happen through those podcasts. So I think um, that idea of Ready, Fire, Aim is really important for you to jump in just to get started, but to know that along the way, you are going to fine tune. And this is a little bit of our fine tuning. So Jen, I'm going to turn that back to you because through all 50 of these episodes and putting the pieces together, you've been the constant. You've been the uh, consummate host of those conversations. What have been some of your key learnings through these engagements? It's The integrity of you two has shined through with every learning associate and every partner that I've had the opportunity to engage with. And so as the behind the scenes person who, I mean, I've known you guys for many more years than this podcast has existed, but to hear your messages reiterated over and over and over the number of people that have said it's important work, just get started. It's absolutely worth it. But the big one has been trust the process because that is exactly what it is. And so as you have learned and refined and had those opportunities to share with partners and, oh, wow, I hadn't thought of that. Well, what if we did this differently? To watch you to demonstrate and live the messages that you're sharing. I think that is the biggest thing that, that I feel like I'm walking away with from this one. You've introduced me to so many people I never would have had an opportunity to meet just from where I'm at. But honestly, to hear them again, repeat over and over all those things I've heard you say for almost 15 years and to watch you guys shape your path as a result of the learning and to see how people have a loyal following to you as a result has been an absolute highlight. So along with that, Jen, um, this is a reminder that we're not uh, removing any of those podcasts from from uh, YouTube. So those are still all available to people. Yeah, uh, from their podcasts, wherever they get their podcasts, um, audio as well. Yeah. So even though we are sunsetting this particular podcast, we still have all of those available to you if you want to to uh, check into what Jen is talking about, about all those, mm -hmm. all those partner stories. And I think even some of the most recent ones, I can imagine that we may even repurpose them through the leading collaborative response podcast, because mm -hmm. there was some really tremendous learning that came through that we could introduce to um, that audience and re-explore as well. Just going to jump in and say, we just want to Thank Jen for her dedication to this work and being such an absolutely wonderful host and so genuine with uh with us, of course, but and we and like you mentioned, Jen, we've been friends for a long, long time, but um also with every single person who has come onto this podcast, they have learned much through you too. And so we just want to say thank you for that. And knowing that, of course, we're going to sunset this, this podcast, but uh, we have really important work that Jen is going to continue with us. So this has always been 
kind of a little bit of a side hustle for you, Jen. Uh, yes. <laughs> I have this main work of the lead for the We Collapse software that is established. Oh, and I also host a podcast <laughs> over on the side. But uh, with the growth of that software and its utilization within schools and school divisions, it's uh, really become a lot of different things on the plate. So on our behalf, we want to thank you so much for the incredible work that you've done hosting. This is not a goodbye from our audience, as oh, no. <laughs> I can imagine there will be opportunities that we can bring you in on the other two podcasts moving forward, particularly when it comes to the learning and the insights that you're gaining through working with a large number of partners within the WeCollab software. Do you want to speak to that at all, Jen? Because we know that that is a little bit of shift in we often talk about the many hats that Jennifer Ferguson wears <laughs> within the organization <laughs> as we take one of those hats off and, and set it to the side. Well, it has been an absolute privilege to be a part of the WeCollab software and to have been with it since the very beginning, the napkin conversation before it was even an existing piece of software. So to be where it is now, to have gone through the feedback of partners who've used it and to have seen the growth and the shift and the rewrite based on the, you know, it'd be really great if it did this, or this is this is the shift in the process we've learned about collaborative response. How can we incorporate that into the software to make it more effective, more efficient, more transparent for communication purposes? So I'm, I mean, it's, it's near and dear to my heart and I'm thrilled to have the opportunity to spend some more time working with our partners to ensure that it is successfully implemented and planned for succession so that it maintains the integrity of the collaborative response process, but the use of it in an effective and efficient manner. So we'll definitely put in the plug and we'll throw it into the show notes as well to reach out to Jen if anyone's interested in seeing that software. It is really intended to help support high impact collaborative conversations and responses for students within school. And we think you'd be very thrilled having an opportunity to connect directly with Jen to see that particular piece of software. And designed specifically for collaborative response, which Absolutely. is the big Best thing. So designed we by educators for educators. That's a lot, right? Designed by educators for educators. Absolutely. And so that's our really strong one around the We Collab software. But when we go back to collaborative response, Lorna, we talk about the three foundational components that transform how we respond to the needs of students, which is kind of, you know, the subtitle of your book. Do you want to talk about your book a little bit? <laughs> Yeah, so just as uh, we have been learning along the way, you know, this has been a journey of 15 years. Oh, yeah, or more. Maybe more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have learned so much in this work. And from our first book to our second, we included uh, many more in-depth uh ideas around collaborative response and and much more specificity especially within our collaborative team meetings but um, we would really encourage you to take a look at our new book which is uh, published by Corwin and um, let's uh, we'll also drop a link to access the introductory chapter for free as well to be able to explore 
And plus, we have a 10% off code included in the show notes as well for you if you, you're wanting to explore that. This is the, the bittersweet, the sad, but the excitement too, because growth is awesome, frankly. It's uncomfortable sometimes when you realize that we need to shift to make changes, but nothing grows out of living in a comfort zone. So I am always in awe of the two of you as you continue to push and grow and build out this grassroots approach that is reaching so many kids and transforming education. Well, so as I you. bring this episode to a close, I get to ask you two the question that we have asked all of our guests on this show. This question is brought to you by WeCollab. Designed by educators for educators, this comprehensive digital system aligns with the foundational components of collaborative response. Moving from conversation to action, WeCollab empowers classrooms, schools, and systems to provide the very best response for each and every child by informing action-based decision-making with data and evidence supporting student success. In the spirit of, if you knew then what you know now, what advice would you give yourself in relation to this work, whether it be collaborative response on its own, or that idea that you guys have always held close to you that this is about sharing. We we ask that question of everyone who comes on to the podcast, and it's always a, oh, okay, <laughs> this is kind of a hard question. And I would agree, it's kind of a hard question. But I do, I, I would like to focus on that idea of having, having the podcast and where we have come from the very beginning. And Jen, I just want to <laughs> remind you of when we first, when you and I first started recording and how many times I would say, no, we can't do that. <laughs> we have to start again. <laughs> and then we're we, not publishing. We that. Re- yeah. We we redid and redid and redid a number of podcasts at the very beginning. I'm sure that was super frustrating for you, Jen, but it was uh, completely about uh, what I thought it had to be. And when I think about, um, you know, that question, it it really is about being authentic and and just having the opportunity to share your heart, share your learning and just being you, and along with mistakes. And we make mistakes all the time, and it's okay. <laughs> but just being able to be that authentic self and really taking the time to be able to share your learning in your heart. And I think for me, the if I knew then what I know now, I think it's just that reinforcement that Every time we come and try another episode, and if I think about collaborative response, every time we have another collaborative team meeting, every time we refine our continuum of supports, and again, I'm utilizing language, definitely check out the overview of collaborative response article if uh, not familiar with, with what I'm sharing. It's that idea of every time we come, how can we make it just a little bit better? than what it was before just one tiny little enhancement and i reflect on this podcast specifically from first episode to now 
looks and sounds very, very different. The focus, the even some of the technical elements at a different place. But I think it's that understanding, and this goes to leaders within organizations as well, having that mindset of how can we get just a little bit better with each iteration. And I think that's what I would remind myself is move forward with that idea because it doesn't have to be perfect when you start. But if every time you do that proverbial 1% better than the last time, over time, that has a huge cascading and cumulative effect um, for what it is that you're doing. It has been an honor to be on this journey with you and to to witness the the growth and to experience it myself, like you said, on the technical end of things, and even just on the comfort level of engaging with people. Every time it gets a little easier and a little better. And as sad as I'm going to be stepping away from being a hostess, I know that it really is in the stories and nobody's here to listen to me anyways. <laughs> and I'm excited because every time I get a chance to to shift each year with you guys. It's an investment in the process. It's a shift in the response. And it really is an honor to be on the journey with you. I can't say that enough. So as I shift into uh, my again. week lab lead role, a little with a little bit more focused effort, I'm excited because I still get to be part of the journey. Well, with that, I guess it's celebrate our 50th episode. Yeah. And um, really look forward to continue to engage with anyone that is listening through our other podcasts. We're excited at what we have planned as we move forward and continue to access and discuss the stories of those living the, the value of high impact collaboration in organizations. So super excited with that. With that, Jen, we'll turn it over to you for a final sign off here. Thank you to everyone who has engaged in one or all 50 of those episodes and it's uh we're really excited about a path moving forward and no matter when you stumble across curtis and lorna collaborative response this podcast there is always something to be learned and we will always make sure that there is something that can be shared for you to take away including all the links that we're going to put in the show notes for where to find us as we continue to grow as jigsaw learning Ensuring success for all students is a moral imperative for all schools, but it takes a highly coordinated framework of structures and processes to maximize the collective capacity of the team. In Collaborative Response, three foundational components that transform how we respond to the needs of learners, we share an organizational mindset that involves fundamental shifts for schools and districts. Numerous school and district examples, as well as access to a large number of resources, are provided within the text and in the accompanying companion website. Join the growing number of schools using Collaborative Response to ensure high levels of success for students and staff, stemming from the essential belief that every child deserves a team. For more on Collaborative Response, visit jigsawlearning.ca or join the JL Insider to receive access to newly added resources and content. Make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and the Jigsaw Learning YouTube channel to access past and upcoming episodes. Join us again for more conversations about establishing, refining, and deepening collaborative response.